Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Boss Rutin. I get excited just saying the guy's name because he just exemplifies everything that this show's about. Everything this show's about. Overcoming obstacles, positive attitude, achieving beyond expectations. Just everything. Everything that we're in control of our attitudes and our ultimate destiny, regardless of those obstacles that you have in front of you. And this guy did it in one of the most insane forums. You know, the MMA ring. I've been watching his videos and, you know, it makes... Ultra marathons and Ironman triathlons look ridiculous in comparison. But everything's relative. And he is an amazing example and living proof of overcoming obstacles. Because the two things he is two major obstacles as a kid, he blasted through. And he's one of the most positive people, as you will hear, and energetic and and <laughs> again has every reason had every reason back as a child and and so many obstacles along the way to give up to to have the yeah but yeah but and fill in the blank but he didn't let me give you his bio so some of you know who he is some don't many of you who don't think you know who he is would recognize him from movies tv video games but here's his bio 
So Bas Rutin is a Dutch-American actor, retired mixed martial artist, kickboxer, and professional wrestler. He was a UFC heavyweight champion, a three-time King of Pancrase world champion, finished a career on a 22-fight unbeaten streak with 21 wins and one draw, and he was ultimately inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. As a professional fighter, one of his favorite tactics was the liver shot, which I'm sure he'll talk about, both punch and kick, and he popularized its use in the MMA. Boss is known for his charisma and has capitalized on his celebrity status since retiring from fighting in 1999. He has worked as a color commentator in several MMA organizations, has appeared in numerous television shows, movies. One of my favorite is uh, Here Comes the Boom. He's a ridiculously talented comedic actor, which is hard. Here Comes the Boom was with Kevin James, and he's appeared in, in video games. He also coaches MMA and has authored several instructional materials. He has a bunch of products as well, by the way. Here's the thing, though. At the age of six, he developed eczema and severe asthma. His eczema meant he always wore long sleeves, turtlenecks, and gloves. And his asthma meant he was unable to partake in exercise and was consequently relatively skinny. He was bullied on a daily basis as a child. Boss became interested in martial arts at age 12 after his family went on vacation to France, where he basically snuck into Enter the Dragon starring Bruce Lee at a local movie theater. He was too young. He's going to talk all about this. But what I want to focus on is he had the barrier to exercise with asthma, was constantly in bed as a child, constantly fighting severe, severe asthma. So to go from that, yeah, but I have asthma. Oh, you're going to be a professional fighter? A UFC champion? And severe asthma? Oh, I'm going to be an actor in Hollywood? So he's going to illustrate that no obstacle can stand in your way when you are focused on achieving your goal and you figure out how to get there. And we're talking about the mental side. We're going to talk about his workouts. We're going to talk about all that stuff and, and prepare to be ridiculously inspired and motivated. That's all I have to say. Quick break. When we come back, oh, by the way, let me just throw you there right now. Go to his website. He's got a couple, bossrutin.com, elitemmagym.com. You can go to his gym as well, elitemmagym.com, and his Instagram, bossrutinmma. So visit those sites. You can pull them up during the short break, and then he will be here. We'll be right back with Boss Rutin. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we are back. Super special show. Could not be more excited. None other than former UFC heavyweight champion turned acclaimed actor turned serial entrepreneur. Boss, thanks so much for taking the time. You are a busy man. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy, but good busy. That's a good thing. Good busy, right? And, you know, I've often said, by the way, uh, if I changed my name to something with umlauts, like Jurgen Hellriegel back in the day when I was first starting in fitness, would have helped me immeasurably, right? Name like Boss Rutten goes a long way. (laughs) It's just... And and, and, in Holland, Boss Rutten is uh, a very regular name. There's not a Boss Rutten there as well. He actually has my Twitter handle, Boss Rutten. Stop. It doesn't sound as cool. Here it sounds badass. There you go. And now I have Tom Holland, the actor, who is uh, screwing up my social media. But then again, you know, <laughs> I've got a my lot daughter of... Was, you're talking to Tom Holland? Spider-Man? <laughs> like, the other one. Yeah. She's not impressed. She's not impressed with me. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time. So excited to speak with you. It was so much fun going back and watching old fights and things like that. And just to get started, boss, again, you don't need to tell your story. So many people know it. And I gave it in the intro. I have spent my life dealing with the yeah buts. You know, yeah, but I don't have enough time. Yeah, but I'm too short. You know, you had two extreme reasons to not do what you did, right? When it comes to exercise, well, you had extreme asthma. And when it comes to, you know, being an actor, you know, you had a skin condition. So how did you just rise above that as a kid? Well, uh, there's two things you can do, right? You can be, look at me, boo-boo, I'm so sad. Or you say, you know, let's let's see if you can do something with it. And, and that's what I did. I just, you know, I got bullied a lot, of course. Uh, because kids don't understand the skin disease. and But that, you know, lit a fire in me. And then suddenly when I started, was allowed, finally after a couple of years of begging my parents to start martial arts, I started training with the adults. Uh, somebody took me under his wing because there was a, the, 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 a tough guy who was dating my neighbor girl. And uh, he kind of put his arms around me, so to say. And he took me to the, 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 the pro classes, the adult classes. And then within, I mean, within months, I was start beating the adults. And then I overheard these guys talking about me in the dressing room. Oh my God, this kid has a lot of talent. And if you only, yeah, heard before that you're a leper, you're, you know, like uh, because of the skin disease, you know, that's, that's suddenly it's positive. And and I started listening to it. They got into a fight with the biggest bully in in my school, knocked him out, one punch. (laughs) And that was it. I'm telling you, that's 95% for my bullying stopped right there. (laughs) Yeah, that that tends to do it, right? When you pick up a fight with the biggest guy and um, you end up winning. So that's, it's so powerful, boss, for people to hear that, that, you know, and you said it perfectly, you use your fuel as your fire, right? You use that to not keep you from achieving your goals, but actually motivate you to get there. Because I'm sure 
sure used a lot of that anger, especially, you know, in the fighting days and then, you know, into your entrepreneurial slash actor days. You just use that, right, as, as a f- fuel. 100%. You know, like when I see now, I watch back and I see myself fight. Sometimes, sometimes somebody says, oh, today, Basswood, so many years ago, fought this fight. And then when I click on it, you know, I, I still know what I was thinking at that moment. If I did like the guy or like the guy, you know, and I, but I realized there's a completely different guy than I am right now. I was a little like, <laughs> a little like you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we were, you know, I do the ultra marathons, Ironmans, things like that. Totally different, you know, different kind of discomfort. But I always say I was much angrier back when I was going faster and farther. Right. I'm, I'm much happier in a different way. I got I got a lot of that out. Right. And that's a, that's an interesting kind of way. But it, it's, it's a good it's a good outlet. Right. And it's OK to do that. It's OK to to be angry and, and to use that to, to achieve your goals. Yeah, as long as you use it for that. It's the same as when I say with people, you know, as a fighter, or as an athlete in general. You need an ego, you know, but the, the trick is to keep that ego just to sport, to, to your sport, what you do, because once you start carrying it outside, which you sometimes see from other fighters, yeah, then you become a douchebag. <laughs> you know, to have an ego for yourself, you know, to you always go the, the hardest, the fastest, you always want to be the best, you always want to win. It, it always motivates me, man. I, I, I never thought I was there, not even close. I would always think my opponent was training harder than myself. You know, I, could, I was really good in self-motivation, talking to myself and then just push the crap out of me. I love that. And that, that kind of rolls right into what I want to talk about, too. So I'm big into the sports psychology, did a master's degree in that. And, you know, even as you said, as I was watching your videos, uh, you know, when the fight where you had your sternum broken and, you know, they're doing the close ups on your face. You had obviously your mental game down incredibly well. Can you talk a little bit? I mean, were you doing the self-talk? Were you doing the visualizations before the fights? How are you using mental tools to, to get where you needed to go? You know, I, uh, first of all, I break everything down in my head because a lot of people, they, they're, they're afraid. And I go, okay, so what are you afraid of? Right. You know, and if you're honest to yourself, which you only can be, of course, because, you know, immediately if you lie or not. But if you just tell yourself, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, he's going to knock me out. Is that really the worst thing that can happen? Because apparently you won't feel it. Okay, good. I can have a submission. Oh, I tap. Because if I don't tap, I have a chance of breaking my arm or whatever submission he has me in. So if I tap, no, that's also not good. What is the worst thing that can happen? Well, the worst thing that could happen would be a complete mismatch. And you're fighting a guy who's completely tooling you, schooling you, making fun of you in front of an audience. But with great matchmaking, that will never happen. So then you start thinking, okay, so why would I be nervous? And then you realize 95% of all the fighters, they're nervous for the backlash they're going to get from other people. And the way I talk to my students, I always say, if they're a week before the fight, it's one of the first fights, they're very nervous already a week before. And I go, okay, let's visualize this. Let's imagine your opponent walks in right now. And you're both going in that room. You're going to lock the door. There's no windows, no nothing in there. And you fight. And then whoever wins, you're not allowed to say whoever who won or lost. And then you open the door, you both walk out. Would you care if you would lose? And then, well, 99%, they say no. I say, why not? Yeah, because, you know, he was just stronger. Okay, so that means that you are not fighting for yourself. You're fighting to please the audience. And once you start doing that, fighting for other people, that's when you put too much pressure on yourself. And most of the time they see that. They go like, oh, wow, it is true. Indeed, you know, it's... You put so much pressure on yourself, but you know, that's the trick in fighting and, and in competition for your competition as well. You know, once you need to push and you've never been there and you're at the end of whatever, the final run, the final swim, whatever you're doing, you know, you, you need to go to a place that you hopefully you've been there before so that you can use that, that moment to, to, to spark now yourself to, to, you know, to go all the way. 
You know, there's always, but you needed a moment like that. For instance, what I also did, you go to a safe place, they always said, you know, go where it's comfortable. And I go, that's what's so stupid what people say. <laughs> and I go, wait a minute, if I create that safe place. So I will go to the beach a couple of weeks before the fight and I would sit there. Sun's comes, sun comes up in the morning, meditate, see the sun coming up. That will be my spot if I needed to go somewhere. You see, so I started creating those things that people say you have to do. But if you never did it, you, you don't have a space to go to. So, but create one, you know, and that, that helped me just tremendously. Suddenly I wasn't nervous anymore because now I was fighting for myself and not for my family, not for my friends. No, no. And it sounds like I'm an egomaniac, but guess what? If I don't fight for my family, I don't have any pressure. And if I don't have a pressure, I fight my best. If I fight my best, I'm probably going to win. And that means I get more money. You see, so then my family's all <laughs> You know, what's amazing is, is you're hitting on all, like if you actually study sports psychology, you just hit on like three different specific sports psychology, you know, tools. And, you know, you're doing this in the 90s, early 90s, even before a lot of the sports psychology stuff was was popular. So you were doing visualization and you had that place to go. And, and I, I got to even backtrack. There was so much in that. Um, when you talk about, you know, stress being a process, and a choice. And it's basically, have I been there before? And if so, was I successful? And if not, do I have the tools that I need to get me through it? And I love how you just go to worst case scenario. And, and for so many people, as, as you're saying, it's really not that bad. It's really not that bad. It isn't. It is really not. You know, you look at the military. These guys, they make a mistake, they die. You know, then, and then let's go to the stupidest sports, those X games, the guys with motorcycles that make three somersault backwards. You see, now I think that is dangerous. <laughs> because, <laughs> right, not right. because one there, they might literally die. With us, you get a referee, pulls you off. It's not that bad. Right. And if you're not afraid, boss, I was thinking about this. Did you ever see the movie? Um, I was thinking about you, the, the Ice Guardians, about hockey enforcers back in the day. Oh, no, but I heard about the guys from Ohio. Yeah, you would love it. It Profiles a couple. And one guy said the the only thing that scared him was getting knocked out in front of his girlfriend. That was all he cared about. (laughs) That was, you know, it wasn't about, uh, you know, the fans or anything like that. It was just one person. But I so appreciate what you're saying about doing it for yourself. And I would say it's not an egocentric thing. I know myself when I was doing Ironmans before the Internet, boss, it didn't matter because no one could follow me. Right. No one knew yep. what was happening. Now I know in real time that people are literally tracking my progress. And when something goes haywire, you know, that's stressful if you let it. But to your point, yep. I learned over the years to go, I don't care what they're doing. I don't care that they're watching. This is about me. And that's not egocentric. Right. That's why we're doing it. That's it. Yeah. And listen, if you're I, I'm just running and cycling and biking, you're getting hit and, you know, <laughs> body parts twisted and stuff. So uh, if you can do that, that's amazing. So you were you were doing visualization. You were going to the beach and you had that place to go. And I do that. You know, when a swim goes haywire, I go to that place and you're still you're still moving forward. Right. You just have to move forward. That's the whole thing. Yep. And you know what I love too, boss, is I was watching your videos and I saw the R's on your right hand. I used to yeah. write suffer. <laughs> so the opposite of what your your message was to yourself to go harder, because I generally didn't push myself hard enough, but you had the R, which was what in uh, Dutch for rustig. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. And it coincidentally starts on uh, relax is the same word. So coincidentally starts with an R as well here in America. So that was good. And is the translation the same, like calm or? or yeah, yeah. Rustic, yeah. It means calm. And, and I literally, I, because I did that because I found out on the, first of all, I found on the day of the fight out, I found out that my opponent was more than 35 pounds heavier than I was. <laughs> right. And, and that there were no weight classes. <laughs> and then when I asked how many rounds, he said one. And I was so happy. And when I asked how many minutes, he said 30. And that <laughs> right. was like, Okay, now allow me to self, but calm myself down because I'm such a hothead, especially at that time. You know, I will be very technical, but somebody connect, 
oh, I go nuts. You know, I want to knock him out. So if I lose control the first two minutes, I still I, and I can't put him away, and I got twenty eight more minutes to go. That's a problem, <laughs> right? You know? And I love that. And it's so simple yet so powerful, right? For you, that's what worked for me. It was suffer. And for someone else, just doing that little thing. And that's what, you know, everyone can do to help them achieve their goals. And it doesn't matter how big or how small. It's just whatever works for you. And as you're saying, it's not a matter of if things are going to go wrong, but what, right? Suddenly you're told it's 30 minutes. Suddenly this guy's, you know, hardly in your weight class, but you just keep moving forward. You go, okay, I can deal with this, right? Yeah, you no, th- listen, prepare for always the worst case scenario. That's what I always did. Always. And if you do that, it can never go wrong. Listen, I had asthma. I lost the fight one time because of stamina. Oh, that will never happen again. And then I became this incredible conditioning guy. I just taught myself to love stamina because because of my asthma, if I would get tired, I would try to stay away from it because I was afraid of it, you know, but that was because of my asthma. Once I started realizing that, I go, wait a minute, dude, you got to simply push through. And so then when I got really tired, I would go, I love it. I love it. I want to get more tired, more tired. More. And, yes. I, and then I'm telling you, it started working. And suddenly, now I needed it. It was almost like an addiction. Now I needed to get super tired because then I would, I guess it's the runner's high, what you guys have. Yes. I would feel like my teeth would glow when I would drive. Back <laughs> oh, and that changed everything. Now suddenly I knew how to push and to constantly push. And that was it. Yeah, you know, you're we're built in the same way as far as the endurance goes. I do the endurance because I know you can go ahead of me in the race, but I'm going to catch you. And my line is, as the race gets longer, I get stronger. As the race gets longer, and that's my mantra. And you are using those mantras, so you do have that self-talk in your head as you're in the later stages of the fight, those overtimes you did. You had, I'm sure, some mantras like you were just saying. Yeah, it's just just don't quit, don't quit. And, and you know, and if, if something slips in, oh, shit, he, he might beat me. And then, I, and then the other voice is going to say, okay, but he no, he's going to have to work for it. Right. You know, if, okay, I might lose, but he's going to feel it that I'm not going to give it away, you know? And as long as she keep talking like that, and, and you know what, there's also, I, I had a few places that, uh, that really saved my butt also. Like the second fight I, I came in already, I was, I was cocky the second fight, knocked out my first opponent in Japan, 43 seconds. He was the number four. Now I was going to fight the number six. Like, ah, that's going to be easy. So. Uh, such an idiot. I was such an idiot. And, and sure enough, the day before I got sick, they let me travel from eight o'clock in the morning till the afternoon till the fight was. And you have to understand nighttime is daytime. So I fell asleep at 7am <laughs> and at 8am they let me travel for like seven hours, you know? So I was completely, I was throwing up, I was doing everything. And then I almost lost that fight. And I, I pulled it off. I, I literally used his breathing against him. Like I had so less power left and I saw I had him in a guillotine attempt. Anyway, I see him breathe. And I know that if he breathes in and at that moment I knee him in the gut, yeah. well, he can do 5,000 sit-ups a day, he will go down. So I timed it perfectly and he went down. <laughs> and that was the moment when I, after the fight, I walked back to the dressing room because I was by myself and I asked everybody to move out. And I told myself, this will never happen again, dude. You will never think it's going to be an easy fight. So thankfully to me, that happened early on in my career. And I still pulled off a victory, but boy, I was, that was such an ego. Pride, pride is the worst one. They always say, you know, every person in hell is proud, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. it. Pride makes us do the dumbest things all the time. But you know what? People talk about failure, and we just talked about that a little bit. Failure is, is, you know, I always say there is no failure, right? The failure is making the same mistake over and over again. So you learned, and you learn quickly, obviously, in your business, uh, or, or you don't. But, but there's no failure, right? And people talk about it all the time, oh, you're going to fail. I've been told no, as I'm sure you have, thousands of times in my life, and that's part of the success. You know what the cool thing is with me? It's like uh, I, they wanted me for one more fight back in Japan. 
And now I knew I had the power because I was a champion. I was undefeated for like 20 fights in a row. And I, and I said, cool, I will fight. I want this amount of money, which eventually we got. And I said, and I want the, um, the rights to all my fights. You can have it too. I said, but I want to be able to sell them. So I, they gave me all my fights, like 30 fights in Japan. Wow. And I started doing my own commentary over those fights. Right. So for the people at home, they can see what I'm thinking. And then you see me, for instance, my last fight I lost against Ken Shamrock. My last loss was that by the knee bar. Yes. And he set it up a certain way. And then I go like five fights forward, and then I'm fighting Maurice Smith. And I'm telling the people at home, I say, you remember the fight I lost against Ken? You know, remember what the setup was? Look at this. And then you see me doing exactly the same setup, and I beat Maurice Smith with it. So, so I always said, a loss, I've never been down when I was lost. Right. I partied just as hard. I've never go like to the dressing room crying. I never had that. I always saw, like you said, this is the biggest learning curve there is. You know, this mistake I will never make again. So, yeah, all these people who are depressed after a loss. I said, I'm sorry, I never had that. I was never depressed. I just thought, okay, this is not going to happen again. It made me stronger. No, I'm stronger. That's right. how I thought. Right, right. You just reframe it, right? That's that's how it happens. You don't get good <laughs> by not, you know, having those experiences. That's how you get good, right? Back to the guys on the skateboards. I always look at those guys, you know, motocross and stuff, and you think, how many bones has this guy broken to get this yeah. good, right? <laughs> that's what's so frightening. Yep. No, you're 100% right. That's that's way, but that's one little mistake. You twist your ankle. Now you can't do anything. Like in mar martial arts, right? I hurt my wrist, for instance. You know, and I have, I have a really great way of dealing with that. For instance, five weeks before the fight, I hurt my right wrist. Okay, that's God telling me your right hand's strong enough. Let's focus on the rest, you know? But we still have the other things that we can work with. Now, a skateboarder, if he twitches his ankle, that's it. He cannot skateboard at all anymore. So it's much harder for him than if he gets injured. So that means also that he wants to really watch out. And you know as well as I do, when you start really watching out what you do, that's when you, of course, get hurt. So they walk in the fine line as well, same as in any of those crazy X game sports. Yeah, I love that. And back when I was training clients, boss, the same thing when someone would, you know, break a leg or whatever it was, or just have a minor injury, I'd say, this is awesome. And they go, what are you talking about? I go, you've been doing the same thing. We need to mix things up. And now we have to, right? Because people do the same thing. They tend to do what they're good at uh, and they don't get better because it's working on your weaknesses, right? That, that gets you yep. there. So an injury is not a setback. It's actually an opportunity to get really good. You know, this is what I said in my talks always. Uh, I, I do public speaking and, and uh, motivational talks. And I said to whatever is part, what, whatever you don't like, and it is part of your job, do that a lot. Because for instance, with me, I, I lost three times by submission. I got so fed up with myself. I didn't have anybody to train with. I found one sparring partner and I start because I never liked it. I thought it was a stupid sport, you know, a stupid uh, sport. <laughs> But, you know, once I forced myself, I started training two, three times a day, only on submissions. And suddenly, just like with stamina that I did, I started liking it. Not only that, I became obsessed with it. And once I became obsessed with it, now I really wanted to do I mean, I always talk about this. I, I woke up my wife at least six, seven times in the middle of the night because I would dream a submission. I would put her in that submission. <laughs> and then I would say, oh, your shoulder's hurting or your leg is hurting, whatever it was. And the next day I would do it in, in training. You know, <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. But you know what? Because I started understanding it, I started loving it. And once I loved it, I did it a lot. I never lost a fight again. I didn't lose in my last 22 fights. And it's all because I didn't want to lose one more time. And I attacked what I, was, what I didn't like the most. I said, I'm going to learn, teach myself to love this. And once I start doing it, I start understanding it. And most of the time when you don't like something, it's because you don't understand it. But once you understand it, 
boom, suddenly it becomes something you want to do. You do it a lot because you love it, and then you become good. There's no other way than to become good. You know, I, I, one professor specifically, I'll never forget exactly when he said it. He said, you know, if you want to know what your weakness is, just ask your competition. And in your line of work, that's that's a really, you know, tough thing to find out. But it's true. And I remember vividly, too, uh, football, locker room, wall. It said, work on your weakness till it becomes your strength. Now, I say you don't have to make it your strength. Let's just not make it your weakness, right? Let's not let's not have it be a total thing that, that keeps you back. But I've said, boss, like, start one workout. For me, the way to do it is start every workout with one exercise you really don't like. Just one. And just get that out of the way. And then maybe two or three, but that is where change happens, right? And that's what you're describing. Dude, that's so cool that you said it because I do the same thing. And I give myself assignments also. Like I would go before I grapple, for instance, I say, okay, today I'm only going to attack his left leg and his right arm, you know? And right. then even if I have other submissions, I don't. I only go for those because apparently I need to work on that. And then once you know, and then these guys, they start communicating with each other because they knew what I was doing. They go, okay, oh, it's the left leg, right arm, guys. So everybody watch out. You know, so their defense automatically becomes better because it's not. So now I need to be even more inventive in order to still pull off submissions on that left leg or the right arm. You see, so it always helps you if you give yourself assignments like that before you start. Right. And just get it out of the way. And it doesn't have to be long and it doesn't have to be, you know, it just has to be consistent. And one thing I want to swing to right away, because it just amazed. So you were (laughs) ahead of the curve in sports psychology. And then I've heard, you know, your focus and and your kind of strategy towards training back in the day. And I love that you said, you know, you did very simple training and you said, you know, nowadays there are way better ways to do it. And I would argue the way you did it was a great way and it still is, right? So the basics work. Yes, today we have more research and stuff and better fitness technology, but you were so far ahead of the game with your workouts First of all, you talk about like specific adaptations to impose demands. You're like, listen, here's how I fight. So here's how I'm going to do a bench press. Here's where my hands positions are going to be. So this is how I'm going to modify the exercises. And it's 10 to 12 exercises. It's a minute on, minute off, essentially. And you're going to do the basics over and over, right? That's it. That's it. You know, and, uh, and, and it works. And, and all these people, they, uh, they always say, you know, a knockout, they try, try to be interesting. You know, they go like, oh, a knockout. <laughs> present itself. You don't have to look for the knockout. It will come. I go, it's complete BS because every knockout that I had, 80% was a combination I worked on for the six weeks before that fight. It's always like that, but I grinded. If I say I worked on something, well, I did that combination at least 1,500 times, you know, because I'll go over and over and over. I'm like, I have this crazy mind. I can push so crazy. I give you an example. I was a badass karate guy. And I went my first Thai boxing class and I sparred immediately with an A class, which is a professional guy. <laughs> and my hand of karate, my, they're low, they're below your head, right? You, you don't have them up in your head because there's no head punches allowed in karate. So he, as soon as you start hitting my head, of course, I cannot bring my hand slowly up because the punch is coming. I got to go fast. So you overcommit. Well, he knew right away if I overcommit, I'm exposing my body and boom, he dropped me with a liver shot. That's where my love for the liver shot came from. <laughs> so... I'm going, oh, I, I felt like a nightmare because nobody ever did that to me. I didn't even know what it was. And he explained it to me and blah, blah, blah. I go home. I spent it. I tell this to people all the time. I, say, I spent at least three and a half, four hours in front of a mirror, shadow boxing with my hands at my jaw, looking at my hands that they will never drop again. The next day, I went back to the, the, the gym. 
and I cleaned 80%, 90% of the gym out. And they thought that I actually played the trick on them, that I already knew how to box, <laughs> but that I just was uh, acting. And I said, no, I spent four hours in front of a mirror last night. And people go like, four hours, they wipe it off. Try 15 minutes and then think what three and a half hours is. You know, <laughs> so I'm really obsessed. I need to fix it now that it will be fixed now, not tomorrow right away. And there's a great, you know, the line is uh, for sports psychology. Again, it's not that practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect, perfect, right? Yeah, you know. And there's so many people out there and they're making it too hard and they're they're using all the fancy equipment. I say it all the time. I started doing push-ups because Herschel Walker did 300, you know, push-ups and crunches every day. And so that's what I did. And I got really good results from that, right? Because I was consistent. So I just love that, you know, you talk about, you even talk about how you do one minute, you know, on one minute off. And then the next week you add five seconds to the on and take five off the rest. And then the next week you add five seconds. So it's progressive, slow and progressive. That's the trick because otherwise you overtrain. And you know, with that uh, perfect practice makes it perfect. What I always did when I was, uh, when I was starting to fight every two weeks or so, I would film myself hitting a bag right. because always in my mind, I would think that I rotate really well, you know, like the all the things that you technical things that you, you think you do well, but guess what? Once you see yourself doing it, well, it's okay, but it's not even close to what you think it was. So every two weeks, if you do that, you can make the changes because it's like you said, perfect practice makes perfect. If, you, if I grind something in a combination for 150, 200 times, and then I realize I did it wrong, yeah, now it's very hard to unlearn it, so to say, you know, to, to, to fix that problem. So that's why I film yourself once in a while so you know if you're actually doing what you think you're doing. Right. It's like dancing. I don't want to film myself because I think I'm good and <laughs> I don't want to expo- <laughs> expose myself. But you probably get it more than anyone else. You know, the the, the questions about training and, and you know, they're waiting for that, you know, secret quote. I hate, I hate that term. Or the hacks. Right? What's the hack? What's the secret? And the secret is, yeah. you know, starting and progressing. And, you know, as you said, too, you don't start with a minute on. Most people go, well, I can do 90 seconds hard. And I say, actually, you probably can't. You know, when people tell me, boss, that they're doing hit workouts every day, I go, then you're not doing them right. <laughs> right? Because they should be so brutal that you need a rest day for the most part. Right. So start slowly and build up. But, but you know, we're flipping 500 pound towers, tires right away or we're doing five yep. second abs. Right. We're not doing the, the grunt work anymore. So I had a quote for me on Forbes. And it said, Boswood has said, the best life hack of all is just put the work in and never give up. That's it. And, and yeah. I go, true. it really is true. You know, but then, you know, with you and all other professional athletes and with me, when I say go, I go 100%, I go 100%. If I say somebody else 100%, I see him going 70%. There's a difference in what we project and what we think is 100%. If you do, like I do, the minutes on the back, when I said the one minute and increasing five, six, but if you do it, the power and the speed I do it with, you can be the best conditioned athlete. Your mouth will open after one minute. <laughs> because, <laughs> right, right. because they all go like, oh, I'm a nose breather. You know, like I, I made the O2 trainer, like a long training device. And <laughs> yes. It's only needs three minutes a day, right? And people go, yeah, but I breathe through my nose. I go, dude, oh, so you're one of those guys who goes to the gym and then you take the, the weights with you on the street, right? And he goes, no, of course not. So that's exactly this. You just make it strong for three and a half minutes. Don't worry. You're not going to forget how to breathe through your nose. <laughs> yeah, the body's a really smart machine. It, it will figure it out, right? You don't have to yeah. uh, You don't have to consciously think about that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so what's what's in the, you've, you've done so many products now. And by the way, I love your acting. Did you study or is it all just self-taught? Uh, I was self-taught, but you know, when I came to America, I, within three weeks uh, that I lived there, that was in uh, 97, I started taking uh, classes at the uh, Beverly Hills Playhouse because I knew that eventually after fighting, 
this was something I would like to do. And uh, so no going on stage and, oh man, I, I mean, remember my first fights and then I remember the first times <laughs> when you go on stage. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy how the heart rate goes up, right? Suddenly in front of people. So it's so important to do that, to get used to it. Like in fighting, you know, it's really easy fighting in, the tra in training, but to do it under pressure with no rules for mistakes, that's a whole different ball game. That is where you really separate the fighters. You know, the, I always talk about those fighters who in the gym, they beat world champions, current world champions. Well, once you, you, everybody thinks, oh, he's going to be the next champion, but somehow he cannot overcome the anxiety, you know, and it, it doesn't come out during the fight. There's too much pressure. So yeah, under pressure is everything. The best, the best line I do, and I use it because a friend of mine, Amir Peretz, he's like a really freaking hardcore self-defense instructor, like a crazy guy. If you Google him, it's like, what the heck? And he, <laughs> he said in the seminar, the best, he said, okay, if I have a plank with a one foot wide and it's 20 feet long and I put it here on the grass and I ask you to walk over it to make a pirouette in the middle, that's easy. Everybody can do it. Okay, we take the same plank, we put it in between two buildings, yeah. 10 stories up. Now do the same thing. And that's what I tell people. That is, now there's no room for mistakes. And that's in fighting as well. And once you start overthinking things, like if I give a right hand, that means my right side of my body is exposed. He can kick me there. He can hit me there. You know, once you start overthinking like that, yeah, you're breaking yourself down and there's no way you can compete anymore. I, I, yeah, it's so much about the brain. And I've, I've said that when I started studying and I looked at elite athletes and you realize that for the most part, most of them, you know, different in your sport, but, you know, runners, cyclists, whatever, they're mostly the same athletically, but it's who wants it more, who, who's willing to push more, who wants it that day, right? Who has their mental game together, as you're saying. That is so much. And, and people don't give it enough attention. No, 100%. No, nobody does it. But, but, or, or they think what, what is 100% what I told you was yes. 100%. And that is 100%. I have a workout here that we do. It's, it's an audio workout I created a long time ago. And anyway, this five rounds or three minutes, it's with sprawls and punch combinations. It's really hard. And the minute breaks, because for us, we want to do it every day. I go, hey, let's, let's use the minute break with push-ups. Let's catch our breath while we're doing push-ups or kettlebell swings. So now suddenly it became a 20-minute warm-up, nonstop. And we would have professional fighters come in to train with us who could not do the warm-up. And they, I go, when is your fight? He says, two and a half weeks. I say, no fight. He goes, what do you mean? I said, there was the warm-up. We didn't even start it. This was nothing. <laughs> but, you know, we just taught ourselves. We just did it and dealt with it. And suddenly it becomes normal. Everybody can do that. It was not only me doing it. All my students were doing it. You see, the human body, man, it can do so much more than we think it can. Just push it. Push it to the core all the time. Suffering. That is the best thing that you said already. Everything comes good from suffering. If you don't suffer for it, you don't want it. You don't enjoy it. You don't do it. If you get something for free that you have to use, you don't do it. If you pay for it, now you respect it. And then you, you, you see things like that. It's all, it's all to do with your brain and with how you are wired. Yeah, there's so much there's so much we get out of suffering. I love that. And we'll wrap it up with this is like, uh, you know, my my best races weren't my best memories. You know, it's the race in Malaysia when I had a complete meltdown and it took me, you know, twice as long and I was hallucinating and seeing monk. That was the one I remember fondly as twisted as that is. Right. Because you come out of that a different person. And every time you do that, every time you go outside your comfort zone, everyone talks about it, boss, and it's all over Instagram. But so few actually do it. I say the answers are simple. Right. It's the application that's that's challenging for people, but you just have to start and you have to be willing to that's do everything it. we just talked about. Right. And there is no failure. Exactly. That's it. If you commit, that's with me. It's black and white. Everything. If I say yes, I didn't say maybe I said yes. Once I say yes, it's yes. That's it. I commit. 
And so I'll be, will you be there on time? I will always be. Actually, I'll be 15 minutes early, always, or five, at least because then I will never be uh, too late. You know, it's just how you wire. It's just about building good habits. And once you have a good habit, keep the habit. You know, like I, I use the example uh, using my turn signal. I do this in the middle of the night when I come home. There's nobody behind me, nobody in front of me. Yes. I still do it. I simply don't break the habit. It's very simple. And once you keep doing that, you can do this with everything. Right. And it's it's just over time and you're going to build it up. In, in psychology, and, it's, you know, it's if, situational confidence. And, you know, it, I say there's no small victories, right? They all, they're not small. They all build upon themselves, right? I see so many yep. people asking you about confidence. How do I get confident? Well, you, you get those small victories. And then you get a little more confident and a little more confident, right? And, and you, you, you fail, quote unquote, and then you come back. And that's where people get confidence. But you have to put yourself out there, right? And take the risks. You know, I did this when I was a kid. I remember I was, I was probably, what was it, 13 years old. I remember going over my bike to school and I went through a curve and there was a little sand on the road and I fell. And everybody, you know, and goes, oh, what do you do? So I, right away, and I, you see, and nobody told me this. I grabbed the bike, I biked back and I, same speed, I went through the curve again. <laughs> and my buddy goes, why would you do that? I said, because otherwise I'm going, if I overthink this, I never want to do it again. Right. If I do it now, right now, and I think it comes from my swimming. I used to dive and I like the somersaults and all that kinds of stuff. If I would fall flat, the first thing you have to do is got to go up. You're going to have to do it again because if you don't, instead of overthinking, then maybe you're not going to do it anymore. You know, but if you conquer it immediately and realize, oh, that was just an accident. Okay, now I'm good again. So, yeah, always put yourself out there. Oh, so great. Thank you so much. And, and just it must be amazing to you to, to stop and think back to that kid we talked about with the issues you had and who you are today. I mean, who would have thought as we started by talking about, you know, extreme asthma to UFC heavyweight champion of the world, you know, skin condition to amazing, you know, acclaimed actor. What's next? I mean, you must have what are give me some big goals that that are still out there for you. Well, for, for me, it's also I, I really enjoy uh, acting. So I got a few things lined up like that. I invented the long trading device that I actually invented when I was 14 years old and right now is doing crazy things. I mean, it, it takes asthma away, COPD, I mean, people, athletes, everybody's freaking out on it. So it's, it's really cool. I've been doing it. It takes literally three and a half minutes a day. That's the only thing you need to do, some breathing exercises, which I post every single day for the last two years. I give you an example. So you breathe in with resistance, right? That's what you're doing. Okay. So I used the setting in 2018, in May 2018, it was setting 11. Setting 11, I just leave it like that because otherwise it becomes too complicated. Anyway, it took me three minutes and 45 seconds to do my 30 repetitions. I had to do 30 inhales with that uh, with the O2 trainer. It would take me three minutes and 45 seconds. About four weeks ago, just for fun, I grabbed that same setting and I said, let's see how fast I can do it now. I did it in 55 seconds. Wow. So I did from 345, I went to 55. That's a 75% increase, which people can check on my Facebook page because I log everything. So you can see two years ago, oh, that's how we started. Because, you know, so they can see I don't lie. And that suddenly made people realize, wait a minute, that is not 10% increase. It's <laughs> bizarre. So, yeah, I love that. And so that's where our focus is right now because it's my uh, my baby, so to say, and it's helping a lot of people with anxiety and PTSD even now. Oh, it's so incredible. And Focal is a new company you're working with. Yes, I love that stuff. You know, because oh, there's a lot of these pills, for instance, they have a, a night and a day. Uh, I'm the guy, and you probably are the same, I, I need something to go to sleep because my oh, mind yeah. will not turn off. I'm completely all the time on, on, on. And, and I used to take uh, things for that to go to sleep, right? But, and also during the day to stay awake. And now what Vogel did, 
they put all these ingredients, like for instance, L-theanine. I used to always take this pill. They have this in one pill, lion's mane, vitamin B6, and the theanine, all that kind of stuff that's good for your memory. And then what they do, they add a CBD uh, to it. So that will absorb it better into your system and it works all way better. And, and once I start taking that, it's a big difference. And the same they have also for the night edition. And I always like to take, they have drops I always take with my, even though there's CBD already in the pills, I like to take a few more uh, drops. <laughs> Shocking. Because it always works. <laughs> and it's super high quality. I was, I was researching and they, they were nice enough to send me some stuff. And I'm always, you know, I got to try new things. And all CBDs are not created equal. And they are super oh. high quality, which is super important for, for CBDs. It's everything. You know, it's like well, when my buddy started this, Ken uh, Lawson, he's a very close friend of mine. And I knew that as soon as he said, oh, I'm going to do a CBD product, I go, that's it. I mean... Uh, I know I, because I know him. Everything that there's another guy, you know, he won't do right. something 99%. He will do one thing 100%. Always been, always been like that. I know him 20 years. And uh, so that's why I right away, yeah, was drawn to the product. And, and yeah, it works really well. I'm like you, the, the one thing I know uh, as far as being as healthy as possible, sleep is like, I, I can't do it. <laughs> and when they, you know, a couple companies sent me sleep trackers and I'm like, what you, I know I don't get any sleep. Why do I need to put something on my wrist to make me feel worse? <laughs> you know, getting up in yeah. the morning and then ask me if I had, you know, glasses of wine and how much caffeine, like, that's just horrible. <laughs> I know exactly how little sleep oh. I got, but yeah, I'm using it too. And it's amazing. I, I haven't dreamed for a long time. And since I started taking this, I started dreaming again. And, and people always, and, and uh, I should have looked at it sooner, but they say dreaming is really good for you. And I haven't been dreaming for years. And suddenly I realized, oh, wait a minute. Was that, oh, that was a dream. Oh, I'm back to dreaming. So I'm hundred uh, percent. I believe it's the focal night version that they gave because it started happening after that. That's awesome. N not nightmares, dreams though. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, not good former stuff. fights, Always right? Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I know how super busy you are. Just such an honor. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. You're very welcome, my friend. I had a great time. It's fun to talk to a fellow athlete you know, who actually knows what they talk about. That's always fun. Uh, well, you know, one day we'll talk about my lack of fighting. I was the short guy in the bars in Boston. I got really good at fighting that because I wanted to, just as a defense mechanism for the old <laughs> Irish Catholic, you know. I walked in and suddenly it was like that scene from uh, Animal House, right, with 10 guys in the bathroom waiting. So I could have used some of your help <laughs> back in the day. Have a great day and hope to speak with you again soon, Bob. All right, Tom. Thank All you. Right, take it easy. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You know, I often say I have the greatest job in the world because I get to help people look better, feel better, and live longer. One other thing that makes my job so amazing is I get to talk to guys like Boss Rutan. And it's part of helping people look better, feel better, and live longer. What an amazing guy. What an amazing guy. And, you know, I want to do five-hour interviews with, with someone like him. When you have him, there's so much there. But, you know, I want to keep it simple, cut to the chase, and give you, you know, just enough to get you motivated, get you inspired, give you some actionable uh, advice on, on what to do. And, Wow. You know, the yeah buts, as, as I started the show by talking about with him, and if you listen to the intro, it's a guy who had every reason to just go, yeah, I'm going to be in Hollywood. I'm going to be in movies. I, I have a really bad, really bad skin condition. Had to wear gloves, got bullied, had really bad asthma. How is he going to be an athlete? How is he going to, you know, much less a, a, a professional UFC fighter? And it's mindset. He's so positive. He's so positive. And, and you know, I, we share that. You know, people often ask me, why are you so... Because po- I have the choice. It's a much better choice. You know, and surround yourself with positive people. And that's the thing. When you start to uh, get a circle of, of friends like Boss Rutin who inspire you, who motivate you, who are just positive. Misery loves company and vice versa. Right? So, Wow feel so fortunate to have had him on. I hope you enjoyed that. And I want to give you a little bit more specifics because I know sometimes uh, we get away and we talk more about the the mental side, which is absolutely super important. But I just want to go a little bit deeper into his workouts for you uh, before I end the show. So we talked about how his philosophy is very simple training. He basically does and used to do 10 to 12 exercises. And it's the basics that, again talk about on the show here all the time, the stuff that works. And he focused on its strength and endurance, not size. We didn't get to talk about that. But if you look at him, especially against some of the guys he fought against, holy cow, they were some monsters. But he was fitter. He was faster. And he did the simple stuff that worked. So he talks about, he did pull-ups, he did push-ups, bench press, high pulls. It wasn't about vanity for him. Uh, he did high reps, 25 reps for him. But again, your goals most likely are a little different, but the point is there. He would do 
basically 50 seconds per exercise with a minute rest. And he would do abs and squats in between. Where have you heard that before? So circuit training. Now, again, he's preparing to to fight and to do, uh, you know, grappling and, and different things like that. But conditioning rules still apply. And as I said, he was so far ahead of the game as far as conditioning. He doesn't give himself enough credit. But his resume speaks volumes. That's the results. The results speak for themselves. So one of his formats he talks about is 12 exercises where he would do one minute on, one minute off with a one minute break in between. And he'd do that three times through. So basically about a 38 minute workout. Actually, you don't need the break in between because you're getting it anyway. So 12 exercises, one minute break after each exercise. And you do that three times through. And I have a quote here I pulled. He says, people train too hard or too long. So it's quality over quantity. It's excessive moderation. And here's from a guy who literally had to fight for his life. And the same principles apply. Quality over quantity, consistency, building up slowly. You know, when you hear him talk about not doing 90 seconds out of the gate, you're like, what do you mean? 90 seconds, but all out. So on your hard days, go hard. And on your easy days, go easy. And when you're doing your hard interval, that's hard. And when you're resting, you rest. And you can have your gray zone days. Not hard, not easy. Longer duration, recovery, slash endurance workouts. But when you want quality over quantity, and as he said, a lot of people think they're going 70%, I'm sorry, 100%, and they're doing 70. And like I talk about all the time, Endurance works. 80% of your workouts should be those easy workouts. If you're truly doing the hard workouts, you need the recovery. And most professional athletes will do one, if not two, recovery workouts after a super hard one. A runner will go to the track, do their interval sprints. The next morning, they'll do a couple miles, whatever, uh, recovery, easy run. And then in the afternoon, they'll do it again. But the basics and the mental side feel so fortunate that that he just was all over that and he was doing the sports psychology stuff without even knowing it but we knew that when you study sports psychology you 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 talk about how back in the day especially before it was even talked about the athletes were doing this they just didn't know it wasn't talked about they didn't have a name for it he was doing visualization being on the beach going to his safe place as he talked about it when things got crazy he wrote the r's on his hand to remind him to relax when things got crazy he had the self-talk to motivate himself when things got stressful. Stress is his choice. Listen to that podcast I did. If you question that, what a great time. Thank you again to Boss Rutin for taking the time. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you can, I appreciate. Please rate the show. Subscribe to this podcast too. I forget to say that, but... Super appreciative if you do. You don't want to miss a show. We're going to have many more great guests just like uh, Boss. And it's going to be a mix. Interviews, studies, everything to get you to be the best you can be and to achieve, as Boss did, goals that you don't think are possible. That's the show. It's what I'm about. I want to hear more and get more comments and emails from people. And I get them all the time. And it's the single greatest part of my job. My books, my videos, these shows, hearing from people who have made incredible changes in their lives. So thank you for listening. 
Again, rate the show, please, please, if you have not. If you have, thank you. Tom H. Fit is both my Instagram and Twitter, uh, fitnessdisrupted.com. You can go there, email me right through the site. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, there are three things you can control. How much you move, what you put into your mouth, and as Boss just explained so ridiculously well, your attitude, your mindset, and that is awesome. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.